Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wrestle, 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 hard. Wrestle, 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 hard. Wrestle. The time is now to give your team or your child the mental edge. I'm Gene Zanetti, your coast-to-coast mindset coach from Winning Mindset. By now, you've seen many of our great success stories, both individually and teams. Our UFC fighters, our U.S. Olympic teams, many top people over the past 13 years, and we want to now bring this to you. We have an individual program and a team program. It's time to get started, no matter where you're at. Sports, school, business, or life, mindset makes the difference. Go to our website, zwinningmindset.com, fill out the form for our free trial session for your team or for your child, and let's get the mental edge today. Welcome back to Mindset Monday, Wrestling Mindset. We're excited to bring another great one. Super 32 recap and bouncing back after a painful loss. That's right. We got Mindset Mike again today. Mike, Mike was out there for the weekend, so let's... Why don't you start us off with a little recap? What did you see out in North Carolina? I saw some really, really good wrestling, man. There were so many talented kids that we knew. And then what's always cool about a tournament like this, so many talented kids we never heard of. So a lot of kids made a name for themselves. Uh, I know personally for the, you know, the there's probably many clients we work with that I did not meet. But for the, you know, two of the, three of the teams that I was there with, uh, you know, Valiant and Poway, uh, Valiant out in uh, Phoenix, Valiant Prep School, um, and Poway High School in California. Spent a lot of time with those teams this last year, these last couple months. And both of those teams, they wrestled as hard as they possibly could. Uh, they, if they lost matches, they lost because they just got beaten positions, which is what we asked. Like, right, give us a full effort, be excited to wrestle, try your moves. And if that works out, that works out. If that doesn't, that doesn't. And that's what they did. So, you know, Valiant, I think, placed four. Poway lost two tough ones in the blood round. And, man, everyone couldn't have done 
couldn't have put forth more effort. And that was the main thing, right? Everyone was excited to wrestle. Obviously, we need to get better in some positions. But, you know, ultimately, like as a, you know, for us as, as wrestling mindset coaches, the main thing we asked for is effort, attitude, and aggressiveness that gave that. And then uh, for Woodward, longtime clients in Georgia, uh, congrats to Michael Singleton. I was wearing a shirt last night. Uh, Michael, Michael, Matthew Singleton, sorry. Matthew Singleton won Super 32. Um, he actually did not get invited to who's number one. Somebody backed out and they still didn't invite him. So after he won, he said, who's number one? I am. So I thought that was cool. You know, been around those boys since they're young. And uh, also Michael Kilich and Gunnar Flipowitz from Woodward also placed. So super tough tournament. So I, I guess if I was going to recap anything else, what I noticed is, uh, you know, uh, some of the big things that I'm sure we'll talk about is, you know, I was really impressed with Anthony Knox's performance, but also Bo Bassett's composure for a kid that doesn't get down much, let alone lose. I was super, super impressed with how he was able to stay calm when he was losing, listen to his corner, and then ultimately at the end of the match, stare at that score, remember it, and then let it go because he shook my hand 15 minutes later and, you know, we had a nice, like, smiling conversation. Yep, the, the super match, Anthony Knox versus Bo Bassett. Everyone was looking forward to that match, and I think it lived up to the hype. What I like about that, we, we say it all the time, listen to the interviews of champions, right? Listen to their mindset. That's where you could learn a lot about them. And one of the things that stuck out in the Anthony Knox interview, like, describe your wrestling style, your philosophy in one word. Tough question to ask somebody right after a match. And right away, he's like, fun. He's like, it's fun. He's like, it's it's fun to wrestle. It's fun to compete. It's fun to train. I made the commitment to get down from like 120 a week ago. And he's like, what I'm most proud of is I didn't complain once. I didn't make excuses. I got the job done. He's like, and then you see me before my matches. He's like, I don't have to stare the guy down. He's like, I don't have to pace around. He's like, I'm bouncing. I'm dancing. I have fun. And um, he's like, I just enjoy wrestling. So it's, it's cool to see a guy like that with such a great mindset. And then you see Bo Bassett. I'm on Instagram this morning. So I think it was 4:58. You see him and about 10 other guys wrestling this. They're they're running. There's some guys I see in the they're exercising, they're doing some tricep extensions. He's he's running around the mat. They're doing situational um, sparring. Man, that's awesome to see. The guys training before 5 a.m. So I guess that's the first way. How do you bounce back from a, a Super 32 loss? The simple answer would be get back to work. Gene, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, these guys have their heads screwed on tight. It makes me think of Suriano. Have we asked Suriano what's his mental edge? We're like, do you need a moment to think about? He's no, I'm good to go. He was only a freshman at the time. So, I mean, for a guy like Knox and a guy like um, Suriano, like if you're wondering why your kid's not performing, you have to wonder how, how tightly is their head screwed on? Like, do they have their mindset? Are they fixed? And I don't mean a fixed mindset and not being open-minded or not willing to learn, but I mean, are they set? Is their mind actually set? So, that's number one. If you know who you are, you know what you believe, it's a lot easier to bounce back. That being said, of course, you do need to have some strategies, you need to have some tools. What's your reset? Just like you have a reset button in a match, you need to have a reset button after the match. So that's why we have our match evaluation. You go through it, evaluating a match based on your effort, attitude, aggressiveness, just like Mike said. And, um, and in this way, if you program yourself doing that on a regular basis, you stop thinking in terms of what was your record this weekend? What did you place? Who did you beat? Who did you lose to? You could ask almost any kid, how did last weekend go? They'll tell you what they placed, who they wrestled, the scores, like that kind of stuff. And we're like, hey, listen, go through the match evaluation. Now tell us how you did. 
and you start to hear things more concrete. They won the battle off the whistle. They had forward pressure all the time. They bounced in their step, popping their attacks. They did their pre-match routine. They went through a good, solid warm-up. Uh, they took multiple shot attempts on the, uh, from, their, from their feet. They were mat returning. They were contesting all stand-ups with the mat return. Everything in their control, everything we have in our worksheet. Here, here it is. Yep. Yeah, actually, and, and then there's the reset button too. Look at that. Um, so I think, you know, as we're as we're talking about this, I told a lot of the our clients coming to the tournament, I said, we're not here to win, of course. We're not here to not lose, of course. We're here to collect data, right? Like you get to go on a plane uh, or drive really far to go wrestle in another place against really good kids. That's what we're looking for. We're trying to wrestle the best kids in the country. So when you get to wrestle the best kids in the country, make the most of your opportunity to do so. Moral of the story is talking about how we're collecting data. And that's exactly what, you know, when you use the match evaluation, it feels really much like data. We're not trying to win matches, we're trying to check boxes. And if you check those boxes, the, the matches take care of themselves. And, you know, to go back to, to Bo Bassett, if you follow his career, you know, that 5 a.m. thing is something they do every day, before, you know, all the time, all year long. And uh, I think that's a kind of sacrifice where you feel like you walk in and one of the other worksheets we talk about is why do you feel like you deserve to win? Well, you know, when you wake up 5 a.m. in the morning every single day and, and, and you're working when, you're, when your opponent's not, that's a good way to remind yourself you deserve to win. And <clears throat> I think another thing that uh, the Bassets talk of a lot is uh, that I watched in their match was, uh, you know, the concept of a machine gun mindset. And I've, I've never I've never sat down and asked Bo or his dad about it. But uh, if I were to guess based on how Bo wrestles, Boom, 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 boom. He just never stops attacking, right? So it's hard to beat somebody that doesn't stop moving forward. And, you know, again, props to Anthony Knox for 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 having a really good game plan and uh getting in there and getting it done. But, you know, for for someone like Bo coming off a world title to take a loss like that. And I was I I I messaged I I made a post to his dad saying, uh, like, man, I was really impressed with how composed he was after he lost. I was really impressed with how he listened in his corner. I was really impressed with no matter what the score was, he kept moving forward and didn't seem like it shook him. So I think that, you know, how, however you want to spit it, my, uh, you know, mindset for each of these guys played a big role in how they wrestled well and also in how they were able to take away from from that loss. Because like I said, hour later, Bo was laughing and joking. Yep. So we talk about the bulletproof mindset. Gene brought up Suriano, Nick Suriano. And the funny thing here, and I think it's an important thing to point out, is that Nick Suriano before a match, Anthony Knox, very different looking, right? One is dancing around. He's having, he looks like he's having fun. He's smiling. He's staying loose. In his mind, that's what works for him. Nick Suriano is the guy where he's, he's more pacing around. He's probably staring you down. He looks intense. For Nick, that is fun, right? So they're both having fun. They're both enjoying it. They're both preparing for the competition. But when it comes down to it, you know, I don't want to say they have a bulletproof mindset, but you know, as close as as close as you see as a freshman in high school. Yeah, I think you say. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go. I was gonna say when they say when uh, when you use the word bulletproof, ultimately bullets uh, bulletproof doesn't mean it prevents you from getting shot. It just allows you to absorb the bullets. So I think that's what people people hear that word and they think like. Um, they think something that it's not. It just means, you know, a bulletproof mindset means you can absorb the difficulties. When things get tough, you get, uh, you can lean into it versus when most people, you know, you're either weak, tough, or you're bulletproof. And, you know, tough people endure, don't learn. Bulletproof people can absorb the blows and lean in. So I just want to make that 
distinction because like people think that the word bulletproof in their mind, I feel like means something that it's not. It just means that you can withstand adversity. Yep, yep, exactly. And and really important point there. One of the most misunderstood um, concepts in wrestling mindset. We talk about the predator mindset, and that means focusing on what you can control, forgetting about what you can't control. Right. The whole eyes on the front like to hunt, eyes on the side like to hide. Everyone's heard that now. The the key thing though there is it's predator mindset does not mean you're mad and you look like necessarily Mick Suriano or Mike Tyson or Tony Ramos before you step out there in the mat. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that if that's what works for you. But if you're the type of kid who's more joke around, laugh more Anthony Knox style, more um, you know, the, the prototypical Penn State style. Neither is right and neither is wrong. Predator mindset is get yourself where you need to be, where you function optimally. And that's exactly what Mike is talking about there with we're collecting data. When you're at these tournaments, you're finding what works for you. You're finding where, you're, where your groove is. And, you're, and not just finding it because our mindset clients obviously have worked on this in advance, but they're fine-tuning their mindset just like you're fine-tuning your technique. So that's all the predator mindset means, finding where your optimal is and getting there and not necessarily trying to be another guy, finding what actually works for you personally. Yeah, we actually had some kids trying to score two points too bad, like too too hard. They were they were trying too hard to score points because they were so they were so focused on 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 trying to get there. And uh yeah, I think I, I think, you know, I, I don't remember where I where I heard that from, but the idea of collecting data I think depersonalizes um and like de-emotionalizes tournaments you know like hey i know this is a really tough tournament but you need to wrestle these kids either you're going to knock them off and make a name for yourself or you're going to figure out what you need to work on maybe even both isaiah martinez pulled me aside we were talking too and he said the same thing you know national champ from illinois he was saying the same thing uh that he uses that word when kids struggle with losses he talks about data you know listen like we're just trying to get the data so we can prepare for our next match yep i like that so we have in terms of getting data, we have the match evaluation, which we put up on the screen there. That's something that, especially after a tournament like this, you got to be going through your match evaluation. There's got to be a way to evaluate the things you could control. So after going through that match evaluation, another good thing to do would be writing down three things that you need to improve on and then three things that you did well. And I think what, what a lot of people neglect to do is writing down what did they do well in the tournament. So, right, these are people, a lot of these people that are wrestling here are used to winning. Or placing really high. And then you have guys that maybe were three and two, four and two, five and two. I think we had some guys six or seven and two that maybe didn't place. Yeah. Right. But there's a lot that had to go well for you to to win seven matches at the Super 32. And even if you went 0 and two, one and two, there's still things that you did well. So you can't be going out of a competition without focusing on what did I do well. You know. So that's that's an important thing. I think a lot of people neglect. It's easy to have a list of. I got to improve. I got to get off the bottom. I got to get out of legs better. I got to finish my takedown. What did you do well in the competition? You got to feel good about where you're at now and where you're going. So it can't just be all improvement areas. It's got to be, you know, I, I am I am good right now. And here's some of the things that I proved this weekend. I think uh, we also neglect to think about gratitude when we um, when we compete and be like, what are three things I'm grateful for for this weekend's competition? <clears throat> I got to wrestle the best kids in the country. I probably have a those are tougher matches than I'll get all season. So now I have the best looks that I can get. I got to get on a plane and hang out with my friends all weekend. I got to meet new friends. I got to do this. I got to do that. 
Uh, I think if we, you know, like, um, you know, Chad Parks, one of our mindset coaches, says a bunch of times, you know, make gratitude your dominant attitude, right? And if, if, uh, if gratitude your dominant attitude coming from that tournament, right? If you won, it's like I'm so thankful that everything I'm doing is working. If you lost, I'm so thankful that like I figured out what I need to work on before the next one, and then the next one, and then the next one. Yep. I mean, it, it's an important tournament, but at the end of the day, it's still a preseason tournament. And there's not a better one, I don't think, to to learn stuff about yourself because everyone's going to be exposed here to some yep. extent, even the people that won the tournament. So, yeah, I think that's key. And and then so it's not just writing down what do I have to improve on. I think an important thing too is not saying I got to get better on bottom. Probably not specific enough, right? It might be better to say I need to get better at getting out of a claw on the weird side, defending legs from a cross body on the weird side. Mm-hmm. Be specific about it. Be intentional. So, so making sure it's not just finish takedowns because maybe you're really good at finishing a high crotch, but when the head is on the inside, we really struggle, right? So let's pinpoint exactly what we need to improve. Go ahead, Gene. Right, and, and some of those things are technical and some of those things are mental. Like what Jeff's saying right there about defending the claw on the weird side, you're going to have to know some technique there. That would be something that technically you need to work on. Mentally, if you're not moving off the whistle, a first-day wrestler could do that. That's mental. So if you're not doing that, that's 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 a mental thing, and that's on our mindset checklist. Um, again, um, how to actually mat return an opponent, it's a difficult skill, right? You might need to know technically how to do that, but if you're not even trying to, ment- to mat return the guy, that becomes a mindset thing. You don't think you're capable of bringing them down. So when you're evaluating, you're evaluating both the technical and the mental. Our mindset checklist is geared towards the mental. The technical, you still need to be going through with your coaches. Yep. I saw a lot of kids get tired. So a lot of kids get tired this weekend. Um, saw a lot of people get frustrated with bad calls. Saw a lot of people um, lose their composure in different scenarios. So a lot of kids not wrestle as well day two as they did day one. They probably felt bad for themselves uh, for how banged up they felt, you know. Uh, but overall, I mean, overall, I saw a lot of people. I saw a lot of people protecting leads, which is pretty normal at every national tournament. A lot of people protecting leads, blowing leads. So, yeah, I, I uh, agree. I actually think it would be good when you think of three things you did well. How about you, you know, if you want to even take it up a notch, guys, why don't you do top, bottom, neutral, you know, and then, and then mindset. If you want to if you want to think about, you know, if you want to make it even more specific, top, bottom, neutral mindset, what are three things I did well? What's one thing I need to work on? Three things I did well, what's one thing I need to work on? I mean, heck, if you're going to go all the way across the country to go wrestle the toughest kids in the country, toughest kids, uh, around, why don't you make it even more specific than just three, three, three general things? You know, it, 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 it's not wrong or right. It's not good or better, but you know, maybe something simple works for you. For me, I'm an ADD kid. So I need more than that. Yep. And then, and then the next part of that is, all right, so what's the action plan? We know what we have to improve on our feet, on top, on bottom, mentally. How, what are we going to do? So it's putting the pen to paper. I'm going to spend 20 minutes a week getting out of legs on the weird side. I'm going to spend 30 to 45 minutes a week with my mindset coach talking about confidence. I'm going to spend, you know, 20 minutes after practice working on my conditioning. So it's got to be a matter of, yeah, we know what we have to improve on, but then there's got to be an action plan. How are we actually implementing that on a daily and a weekly basis? That's, That's what's going to make the difference. And then I go back to Bo Bassett. Today, he was in a very specific position in the video that I saw. It's like, probably a position that he struggled in that he's working on to, to improve on. So it's not just get back to work and practice. It's practice with a purpose. With a purpose. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Uh, Craig Jones, Craig, Greg Jones from West Virginia, three-time national champ. He said, uh, 
<clears throat> he talked about doing uh, stop, start, continue. So after tournaments, what do I need to stop doing? What do I need to start doing? What do I need to continue doing? I think for people that struggle with the idea of an action plan, like the worksheet that we have, you know, and and don't have that, just think about like based on what you wrote down, what you did well, what you didn't, what are the habits you need to stop? What are the habits you need to start? What are the ones you want to continue? Pretty simple. And then how are you going to do it? But I think to your point, Jeff, uh, people are not specific enough and they write, get better on bottom. Um, get to my shots, and that doesn't help anybody. Nope. Next thing I have down here is, go ahead, Gene, you got something else? No, no, go ahead. Forgive yourself. We lost matches. We didn't wrestle our best. There are things that we wish we didn't do, right, things that could have gone better. At the end of the day, you got to forgive yourself, right? It, it, it's one tournament. It's a preseason tournament. So, you know, you just can't put too much emphasis on any any one match, any one tournament. If it becomes a recurring theme, yeah, then we got to really drill into it. But just because you lost your last match for a certain reason doesn't even mean that that's the biggest problem. So you got to look at it more holistically. And at the end of the day, you got to forgive yourself. You know, it's one tournament. I got to move forward confidently. Absolutely. And, and, you know, one thing I just want to touch on with all this is that we're throwing out some words here. We're throwing out some terms with our wrestling mindset curriculum here. Talked about the desire to win, the match evaluation, adversity situations, pre-match routine forgiving yourself there this is a this is something that we're just making brief mention of giving a small explanation but these are actually full mindset lessons when we say action plan that is a full half hour to 45 minute mindset lesson same thing with our match evaluation same thing with the pre-match routine so we're giving just a short explanation of it but that's why it's so important that your team or your son or your daughter needs to do the mindset program because it's not enough just to hear it here. We're, ju we're just glossing over it. But yes, forgiving yourself. I remember Coach Lou Holtz once saying, happiness is nothing more than having a poor memory. If you can't remember what happened, yet, happened yesterday, you're feeling pretty good today. So it's a joke, but, it's, but, it, but it makes sense too that we have to let it go. After you extract the le lesson, you move on. You, and this, this now would go into another mindset worksheet, which would be another half hour lesson of redefining success and failure, redefining making mistakes, that you need to realize this is just part of the process. And that's something all of the best athletes and all the most successful people, even the sales teams, the Fortune 500 companies, the businesses we're working with, with changing their mindset, they know this. They've worked this out in their head mentally if they haven't already put it down to paper. You need to put the pen to paper and make sure you've worked all this out mentally ahead of time. That's what this is all about. Yep. So you forgive yourself. And then the next step is proceed confidently, right? The next time we wrestle today, tomorrow, next week, pre, you know, the next season tournament, we got to move forward with confidence. How do we do that? Right. It's easy to say, all right, you lost, you're 0-2. Now go be confident the next one. What are some, what are some quick strategies that we can improve to, to come forward with, with confidence after maybe a disappointing loss? I think what Gene just said, just having a short-term memory, right? I think um, <clears throat> if you won, like you're not, you shouldn't hold on to the win. If you lost, you shouldn't hold on to the loss. You shouldn't be high with affirmation or low with, or or low with negativity. So like, I, I've I've told our clients like, you know, in, in in a game, if you score, great, score again. You got scored on, great, score the next one. Like it doesn't matter whether or not you're winning or losing. You need to keep scoring. So you know, take take the data from from the last one, de depersonalize it, and like move on to the next one. And, um, you know, I think when we, when, 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 when it comes to confidence, I think if you, 
as an athlete, if you take, like we're talking about with Bo Bassett, if, if you work the positions that you struggled in the week before, you have confidence in knowing that like what, what held you back last week will not hold you back the next week. If you're always working hard, you should believe in your abilities, period. But you're just not going to win every single time. No one goes undefeated. So I think short-term memory and then just like, you know, focusing on the next one and then the next one and then the next one, uh, working on the positions that you didn't work on and that uh, you didn't do well. Uh, if you do those three things, it's it's not hard to be confident in the next one because what's going to happen is you fix that, but now you find something else. There's always something, you know, you know, to be, everyone talks about the process. There's always going to be something. Right. So, so enjoy that. Don't get frustrated. Exactly. And, and, and when Mike's and part of the way you're able to do the things that Mike is saying is by going through this whole foundation. So it's one thing to say, well, how do I how do I bounce back after the loss? How do I not feel so bad? Well, you could watch a comedy with your friends. You could joke around. You could go to the mall. You could you could watch a funny video on your on your on your phone. You could you whatever it might be, right? You could listen to a funny song. That's all surface level stuff. How do you be confident? Well, you could tell yourself, "Hey, I'm still good. I can still do it." What we're really talking about is these deeper psychological structures that you have built. We're talking about a bulletproof mindset. We're talking about being solid in who you are and knowing what you're about. When you have a solid perspective which we're just kind of taking for granted here. And that's exactly what we build with wrestling mindset. You have that solid perspective. It's not that difficult to bounce back because you know where you're at. You have your priorities in line. You're thinking straight. So that's really the key. Yes, we could, we could offer you those tips on how to feel a little bit better, how to be a little bit more confident. But I think our best mindset lessons are really where we're getting deep into, hey, this is, this is how we look at failure and success. This is why you're confident. Not just because you have a good single leg, but because you were really capable of getting the job done. And obviously that, that takes time. Yep. And I'll, I'll just add confidence being a lot about what we focus on. So we circle back to what we said before. If all we're focusing on is, you know, and we've all been there before. You have seven pages of things I need to improve on, right? What am I doing well right now? There's got to be a list. I did this well at the Super 32. You know, I, I was close to beating this person. You know, I almost had this takedown. There's got to be stuff that we feel good about right now. We got to know that we're good now. So I think probably almost everyone there that lost and is disappointed, very few are going to focus on or put enough time focusing on what they did well. And again, it's going to be really hard to move forward with confidence if we're not focusing on, you know, what we're good at right now and what we did well every weekend. So I got the next thing. A lot of people ask about visualization, right? How can they utilize visualization um, better to build confidence, to bounce back from losses. And, and one thing that I think about that you can benefit from the Super 32 is for a lot of wrestlers, you know, there's it, it depends on what team you wrestle for, what state you're from. A lot of people are not going to hit this kind of competition for a long time, right? So there's a lot of valuable information that you could gain from this this competition, from this tournament. So when it comes to visualization, I think the mistake a lot of people make is that they just visualize a perfect match. You know, I get in there, hit my best take down, turn, let the guy up, take down, turn, smooth sailing uh, match, which which is good. We want to visualize that too. But do we ever visualize adversity, right? And I think in, in a tournament like this, pretty much everyone probably hits some adversity. So it's an opportunity now to, to think about those situations that you were in, think about the adversity that you hit, and then take some time to get some mental reps of what am I going to do next time I'm in this position? Because again, you might not hit that same situation until the state finals. You might not hit that situation until the national finals. It might be a full year until you're in that again. 
if if the if the last time you you were in that situation was a year ago, it's going to be tough to have a different result. But if you visualize that adversity and see yourself overcoming the adversity, you know when it comes again, it's like it it happened it happened you know, I don't know. It depends how many times you visualize it. A couple hundred times before the last time I wrestled here. So use the situations that held you back here. Incorporate that in your visualization. Feel the adversity, see the adversity, and then see yourself overcoming it. I think, I think we need to visualize on a regular basis too. People don't uh, people don't make it a regular routine. They they it becomes something special that they do right before a competition. So you know if you if you make fifteen minutes a day to visualize, it's just like making fifteen minutes a day to stretch. Yeah, and, and Trey McLean, one of our one of our great mindset coaches, he brought this up that a lot of people say that you know hey. I, I'm good at mental imagery or I'm not good at mental imagery. And he said, that's ridiculous. Everyone's good at mental imagery and visualization. If I ask you to picture, you know, your, your, your house, or where you grew up or what your school looks like, everyone can do it. It's just a matter of, so you can do it. You have to know that, that you're doing it all the time actually. And now just applying it to wrestling. And I would say the three different times you want the three different situations you want to visualize what, what it's going to be like before a match, the ideal match and the adversity match. I, I actually always say another one also. I also say what it's going to feel like to win because a lot of people visualize themselves with the medal going around their neck, standing on the top of the podium. That's great, but that's only one aspect. You also want to visualize that ideal match where you're just trashing someone like brands, pushing them out of bounds, letting them up, cutting them, and just bullying them all over the mat. And hey, speaking of a bully, hold on. I, I, I got to give a quick shout out to Christian Carroll in Indiana. That was the kid that wrist snapped the dude on his butt. Kid stood up and then he two hand shoved him out of bounds. It was uh, one of the most fun things to watch all weekend. So shout out to Christian Carroll and uh, Chris Flieger. Sorry, I saw that. I saw. Yes. That. <laughs> he's, he's a he's an animal. Great kid too. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna also give a shout out to the other kid too. Just on the fact just on the fact that you know he didn't he didn't wuss out. He I mean he got up and I mean it's it that had to be embarrassing. But screw it, he just got back <laughs> got back up. So that's good stuff. All right, so so what I want to conclude with here, so we all know we talked about the benefit of a mindset coach. So as as you'd imagine, after the Super 32, there's a lot of inquiries, right? A lot of people are going to wrestlingmindset.com. They are filling out our trial form, and they're signing up now because of probably what happened this weekend. So I know Mike probably has 20 people ready to sign up, but why don't you talk a little bit about, Mike, some of the benefits of signing up right now for a mindset coach before the season starts? Sure. Everyone always says when, when, when's the best time I should sign up. But I was like last week, right? <laughs> yeah. there's, there's no, there's, uh, there's no ideal. There's no, there's no more ideal time. If anything, there's less ideal times to sign up like in the middle of the season. So uh, if you, if you get to sign up early, right before the season starts, you gotta, you gotta hit the ground running. Um, you know, you don't want to be doing a pre-match routine in January um, because the beginning of your, the beginning of your season didn't go the right way. So you start learning these things now. You can carry them in, practice them in your club practices. Maybe you got a couple little local tournaments that you can do before the season even starts. Then your small, you know, November tournaments are going. Start now so that you can hit the ground running so that you're in the, the way that I describe it is a, we're in a January mindset by November, right? Uh, we're in a, we're in a February, March mindset by January. So by the time that we hit, by the time that we do hit the state tournament or whatever it is that it's going to be, um, we're so primed and so focused and so excited versus if you wait, the longer you wait, the more damage control you're going to have to do. So let's, let's take care of any damage control now and hit the ground running before the season actually starts. Absolutely. What else, what else would you add, Gene, there? Why, why do you need a mindset coach today? Why did you need one yesterday? 
right? Well, it's basically at this point, you either have one or you lose to someone who does have one because now the best ones are doing it. We've worked with some of the best athletes in the country and even in the whole world. So you either, you either kind of get with the times or you kind of get left behind by the people who are. So don't, don't be left out. Don't, 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 don't see it as a sign of something wrong. See it as an opportunity to get an edge. And that's why the top kids in the country are, are, are asking for our help because they just want to get better. Professional athletes just want to get better. You know, one of our clients is fighting for the number one contender spot in the world in Bellator uh, in Ireland, and uh, he doesn't have any problems. He just wants to be the best version of himself. That's right. Look at a guy like AJ Ferrari, one of the strongest, most explosive wrestlers. Does he lift more or less than most people? More, for sure. More. He doesn't just say, well, I'm strong and explosive, so I don't, I don't need that right now. No, the same thing with your mindset. The people that have the strongest minds – they work on it more. Pretty simple theory there. 665-pound deadlift, baby. Woo! I, right. I was with his dad this weekend. Good dude. We're, we're getting him on the show soon. He did agree to come on the show, so stay tuned for that. Stay All tuned. right, guys. That'll conclude the show. Until next time, mindset makes the difference. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.